Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 526th ever show of all around sports. Each Monday at noon Eastern time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. This comes to me through our website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. And also, we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. My highlight of the week is Luke, Lucas Glover going back-to-back and winning the FedEx St. Jude Championship in a playoff for Patrick Cantley uh, that went deep into the evening yesterday. And Lucas Glover uh, is on a roll. He's like an everyman and uh, been very emotional after his victory last week. Not so much yesterday in Memphis, but it's great to see uh, someone who's been in his 40s. So he's been laboring for a while and all of a sudden he's hot and it's really great to see. My bizarre story of the week is James Harden calling Philadelphia 76ers GM Daryl Morey a liar. I was surprised because I thought those two were friends dating back to their time in Houston. And, uh, and apparently not so. Uh, the Sixers had announced last week that they're bringing Harden into training camp. And obviously, Harden was not too pleased about that and just basically went off yesterday. My low light of the week is the vote last week or apparent, uh, the vote last week and apparent uh, decision by the ACC not to add Stanford and University of California. Uh, kind of surprising given this crazy realignment situation that we've all been hearing about. Uh, so seems like everybody's just adding members, which makes it that much more surprising that, uh, you know, that they're not um, going to bring in two schools, uh, you know, strong academically with uh you know, good sports programs. Uh, they've certainly both schools have had their moments, especially Stanford. And, uh, but for now, they can't seem to reach an agreement, um, to bring them in. looks like it's, you know, a, a large majority of the members schools need to vote affirmatively to bring in Cal and Stanford. And, uh, it appears that, you know, there's enough schools not 
wanting to do that that uh, that make it seem like it's uh, going to be a tall order. But again, that's going against the grain of what we've been seeing in recent weeks in college football, uh, where every conference seems to just be adding members. Uh, the numbers, the Big Ten, Pac-12, all that. Uh, Pac-12 is now down to apparently the Pac-4 at the moment, if not the Pac-2. Um, but those numbers don't mean anything anymore. These conferences have grown exponentially, uh, right up to including the last couple of weeks. So, uh, crazy world out there in college football. And all we can do is watch and wait. Uh, there is some scuttlebutt that the uh, Mountain West might take in these four Pac-12 schools, and which would be Washington State, Oregon State, Cal, and Stanford. Uh, we shall see where that goes. Uh, but right now, it seems to be down to the ACC. We all know that Florida State's president expressed his displeasure recently with the state of affairs uh, at the ACC, basically saying uh, Florida State wants more money. And uh, Florida State is certainly a power football team in that conference, obviously. Uh, So it is just kind of a a crazy world out there. And uh, all we can do is wait and see. And you have to think that this ACC thing is practically day-to-day, if if not hour-to-hour on, like, when something official is going to be announced. Um, Other items of interest up here in Boston, Boston Bruin, David Krejci, retired, and uh, it's the the long, uh, long long-believed uh, old guard uh, exiting the Bruins, meaning David Krejci recently paid Patrice Bergeron uh, is now officially happening. Uh, Krejci and Bergeron have been around forever, and uh, they won one cup together. Uh, many people up in Boston certainly believe it should have been more, and uh, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, to see how this all works. So we have A.P. Stedham on the line, uh, and we spent a lot of time last week discussing the state of affairs in college football. And A.P., how you doing today? Hey, I'm good. That's good, A.P. Thanks so much for calling in. Um, I was just talking uh moments ago about the ACC and uh, it appears that the ACC was not able to vote in Cal and Stanford. Uh, But surprising AP, given that all the conferences are simply adding, adding, adding schools. And then for this to come along uh, that apparently five or so schools voted not to bring them into the ACC. Uh, it all seems unofficial. Uh, nothing has been announced one way or the other officially by the ACC, but I wanted to get your thoughts on that. 
again, struck me as surprising. Yeah, I was kind of surprised myself that uh, Cal and, and Stanford were not accepted into the ACC because you have schools like North Carolina and Duke and uh, a few other ones as well that you would think they would embrace somebody like Cal and Stanford. Two schools Correct. in California, they're, they're in this, the same area of California, the Bay Area, so you'll always be flying to San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose. So, uh, And I thought, if you look at their, their records on football, their, their history in football, you know, both teams have been in the top 10 in the last 30 years, I believe. Right. No doubt about it. Um, certainly Stanford has. Uh, uh, wasn't so sure about Kyle, although I know they've had their moments and they've had their excellent players. Yes. At least. Yeah, I think it was early 90s, John. Early 90s, California. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I just uh, don't have a clue as to why they would not vote them in. It would just seem to be, you said it perfectly, Cow and Stanford yeah. are geographically close, making it a little easier on the travel front. But yeah, it's uh, John, justified. John, I think we can look back to our friend, Don Olmeyer, once again, because yeah. I think it's a sharing of the money is the issue. Apparently so. Apparently so. It's uh, the answer to all your questions is money is the exact quote, and I think it again is certainly the case here. Um, and it just must mean a smaller cut of the pie for the existing members. Although, which if that's the case, and I'm not saying it is, um, it, that would not be viewed positively. Um, and they're locked into a TV deal until, get this, 2036, apparently. So, Right, yeah. Uh, and they're unhappy with that amount, John. They're unhappy with that amount. So you can imagine if you're trying to come in and type in some more of the money. But I, I'm thinking, I'm not positive, John. I think if you bring in a couple of new teams, they might have something in the contract where you can renegotiate, I, I would think. I would think so, too, on both sides, both the TV. um, You know, the media rights holder as well as the conference itself, because that is just such a long, long time. And plus it was, you know, negotiated apparently a couple years ago. So it's just kind of crazy that it would go out that long without a renegotiation possible. Yeah, I mean... Even if you'd negotiated for that long of a time for the contract, you would have to have some openings along the way. I mean, I, it's my, it's mindless to see how did the presidents ever approve because they, they're the ones who have to approve the contract. It, I don't care who the commissioner is. He can make a bad decision, he or she, but the presidents still are the final um, voters for the contract. So I, I really, I mean, you're, you're complaining about the contract, but aren't you the one who voted for the contract? Right. Exactly. Yes. Minor detail, right? <laughs> yeah. Minor detail. <laughs> I know. It's a, it's a I, world don't, I don't understand down. the ACC. They're, they're going, carrying on and on about the, no, there's not any money. And, I mean, didn't the athletic directors, didn't they voice their objections? Didn't, didn't the coaches... If they knew about the situation, 
step forward. They just let it slide, and okay, no problem. I'll I'll talk to you later. I'm busy practicing football. Or I'm busy busy setting a schedule for uh, men's tennis. I mean, I, didn't you pay attention? Right. Right. You never know. I mean, there's a lot of people like security. Maybe they saw that 2036 and liked the potential security, although, you know, who, who knows I, I guess. all the details, you know, if it carries, yeah, I, you know, I, increases in yeah. revenue or if it's going to be yeah. two thir- 2033 I, I, payments at 2022 rates. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how somebody, uh, John, how could one conference be fleeced? So badly, right? Uh, exactly. I mean, they talk no, to it, other presidents. A, they, they they talk to other presidents outside their conference, right? Yeah, one big happy family, right? College football administrators, presidents, what have you, um, athletic directors, yeah, on and on and on. So yeah, I, and the <laughs> interesting thing is AP that. You know, nobody really knew about this, or if they knew about it, nobody was talking about it until all yeah, this it, surfaced it, in recent weeks. And then that 2036 yeah, jumped out at everybody. Yeah, yeah, John, it reminds me of the conversation between Weeb Eubank, the former New York Jets general manager, I believe he's the general manager as well, led the, led the Colts and the New York Jets to world championships. Uh, he coached John United with the Colts and Joe Namath, but he was negotiating with um, – Don Maynard, the, the all-pro wide receiver, Hall of Fame wide receiver out of Texas Western at the time, UTEP now, University of Texas, El Paso. And when they came to the final number, uh, we've said, now don't tell anybody what we just negotiated. Right. And Don Maynard said to them, no, we've, I'm just ashamed of it as you are. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... It doesn't work that way nowadays, AP. That's for sure. No, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not not, not in this world. No. Um, oh, no. No, it's just crazy. Uh, you know, and now there's here, we're hearing talk of, uh, you know, maybe the four left in the Pac-12, meaning Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, and Stanford. Maybe they're going to do something with the uh, Mountain West. And then that's, you know, that's an entirely different situation there, too. So who knows? Yeah, that's an option. Yeah, and then I read something today that said, you know, the revenue would be so much different. Like, would the Mountain West then be a Power Five? But, you know, them with the Power Five, they would be at a severe revenue disadvantage. Uh, against the other four in the Power Five, so so there's right. that to consider as well. A yeah. lot of rumors I, out there. I wonder, you know? John. Yeah, I wonder if Cal and Stanford. Obviously, I, I believe you can read the tea leaves to some degree. They let a vote be, uh, or or a consideration and conversation happen with them coming to the ACC. So that's on the other coast. So I wonder if the American Athletic Conference, which is interested in all four of the teams, I wonder if they have the same enthusiasm to be considered uh, for a conference that's towards the Midwest and then on the East Coast, or would it just happen to be the ACC 
and they would prefer if you really uh, give them the final vote and it depends on their life, would they rather stay on the West Coast and merge or um, make something happen with the Mountain West? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But but the That's... American Athletic Conference has more money to dis, uh, to to, uh, to give each team than the Mountain West. Okay. Yeah, but it's well, not that much money, John. I don't think it's that much money. In other words, you're not talking about ten million more per school. Let's say I think it's only in the, uh, I don't know, two three million or you know, I'd have to look all that up. But I, I don't think it's a huge number when you when you're comparing it. It's all and it's all relative to college athletics and their budgets and their finances. I don't. It's not like well, the American Athletic Conference has twenty more million per school. Well, that that's a no brainer. We have to go. We have to try to get to that conference. I, I don't think there's that much of a separation. Right. Right. No, I, I hear you. It's high finance, AP. That's for darn sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking if the number's not very big, I, I believe I have to stay on the West Coast, and I can make it up in our fundraising somehow. Exactly. Yeah. And be creative. Oh, yeah. There's always a way. No doubt about it. But if it's double digits, I, I, I have to make that move, I believe. For let, Let's say I make a move for five years, at least minimum. Let's say I sign a contract five years minimum. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it, it's, uh, no, it, it's just crazy. Who knows how it's going to play out, but we're, we're at a at a flashpoint. No doubt. Yeah, I, uh, no doubt. I wonder, John, if it's. I, I wonder if it's in the next thirty days, John. Okay, because the clock is ticking. Time is of the essence. They only have six games for next season, three against each right. other, and then three non-conference. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, well, AP, we still. This is just a fascinating topic, to say the least. Uh, But why don't we take our first break now, and we still have a lot more to get to on the other side, so don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. 
From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show voice america listeners welcome back to segment two of all around sports and I am your host John Inglesby to join the show the call in number is 1-866-472-5788 or you can email me at iir at comcast.net and back on the line with us is our weekly call in expert AP Stedham veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well and AP speaking of uh, SEC football I just saw on ESPN Sports Center moments ago that uh, a poll has come out and it's showing Georgia number one, I believe Michigan two, Ohio State three, Alabama four, LSU five, so and Penn State seven for that matter, um, me being a <laughs> Penn State fan. Um, yeah, so AP, it's, uh, you know, Three of the top five SEC. Uh, what else can you say? It's just uh, the beat goes on. Yeah, John, is this the coaches poll? I believe is this the coach? I think so. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it flashed yeah. up on the screen before I was able to determine exactly who it was from, but I believe you're right about that. Uh, regardless, I think we're going to see very similar polls from uh, everyone. I, I think you, you know the names don't change all that much. AP. Uh, but, you know, three of the top five SEC, which is what the conference you cover and have for years. So it has to be uh, kind of exciting again. And a lot of other schools, Florida, Tennessee, whatnot, that, you know, bear watching as well. Yeah, John, how about these names in the top 25, the coaches poll? USC, Washington, Utah, Oregon, Oregon State. How about mm. that? And you're not going to be around next year. Pac-12, not in the pack five teams in the top twenty-five, and, and this is football, the top uh, revenue-generating sport, and, and you're disbanding, and you have five teams in the top twenty-five. It's amazing. It's amazing. Good pickup on your part, and uh, yeah, AP. It's just uh, again, it's truly a world turned upside down. Uh, if they don't join a conference, how are they going to get revenue? Meaning there's, you know, TV money. We all know that going back a couple of weeks, Apple had made a, a streaming deal proposal with them. But, uh, you know, that was kind of in the background. It was not for anywhere near the money that most schools get from various networks, to say the least. Um, right. Right. I- yeah, I, I think that that deal, John, was ahead of its time. 
and we'll date myself a little bit, but years ago they started with the pay per view television, long time sure. ago, John. I mean, I remember that. I'm making Bo- fifty boxing. years ago, 50, and it didn't take off until I guess maybe the late seventies, early eighties, when they started having the cable and everything. So, but before that, the ten years before, it was too early. And so I think that gentleman was just ahead of his time because if you look at all the people in the West, and I don't know, I'm sure there's a survey, they probably, most of those people have Apple phones, Apple computers, I'm thinking. Correct. The Correct. Majority, I'm thinking. I don't know the answer to that question. Somebody can look that up. But, and then you're, you have a, how could you have four teams in the state of California, which is what, the fourth or fifth largest economy Easily. In the world. In the world. In the world. And you can't come up with a TV contract or some contract. I don't care if TV, streaming, combination, and you can't sustain your league that's been around since 1915. I don't don't follow. I don't follow Uh, how everything, everybody just, I, I understand why they moved on because the numbers were not there. And the contract was not signed, and they had to make a decision, and the Big Ten came calling with big, huge numbers. But why Why did they not get things? Everything usually starts in California, John. All Absolutely. Trends, right? People think, it's from the, people think it's from the east to the west, but really it's not. It's from oh, the west to the east. I couldn't agree more. West to the east. Yeah, they're, they're the ones that are out in front of trends. Uh, you know, AP, I just had a thought, or let's just say an example. And it would simply be, you know, the CW, the network, the CW, which not very long ago, as in just a few months back, you know, signed up to broadcast live uh, golf. And I happened to tune in for a bit yesterday and watched live golf. Cam Smith had a big lead um, down in Bedminster, New Jersey. And uh, boy, AP... this whole Pac-12 situation or whatever, or, you know, or Mountain West, if they don't have a TV contract, I'm not sure exactly of their status, TV, you know, media-wise, the Mountain West. But if they brought in, you you know, the four California, well, not the four California, Cal Stanford, Washington State, and Oregon State, uh, you'd think that would be... uh, something for them to consider, you, you know, uh, yeah. especially since they host, uh, have one of my favorite shows, all American that I've been watching since its inception football show. Right. And, uh, yeah, this would ju- just seem tailor made for them to, you know, get their foot in the door of college football. Um, so again, it's just a passing thought. It's as much as an example <laughs> of anything else of, you know, a network that, is on most cable channels, uh, having the opportunity, uh, you know, just having the opportunity to, uh, get into college football, uh, theoretically on the cheap, you know, for lack of a better yeah. way of saying it. Right. Yeah. John, did, did not the ACC sign a, a deal as well with the CW? I thought. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe a, a they deal are with them. I, I thought I read that, but, uh, I can double check it, I guess, but because they were such AP, a I'm totally speculating. looking for money. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally speculating, AP. But, I, I don't know. You could be totally right about that. 
Yeah, I, but I'm I'm thinking I, I just don't understand the Pac-12. You have all the you have a, a lot of TV and production in California, and you, you didn't come up with a contract for your league that's been around since 1915. I I don't understand it. Nor do I. And AP, another thing is uh, just again, this is just an example. Uh, I don't profess to know the ins and outs at the current time, but you know, all these regional sports networks, many of which yeah. uh, broadcast baseball and have these just as we know massive rights deals with baseball. They do because because yeah. of all the content that baseball brings uh, up here in New England. It's New England Sports Network as an example, but they're everywhere. Right. They're around the country, and again, right. They're, they're, I think they're tied to baseball because it's 162 games, and that's a lot of content uh, to build it on. So I, I can't help but think these are these regional sports network, and I know that they've been evolving that whole situation with regional sports networks. Uh, anyway, right. I can't help but think that they wouldn't want to jump in, especially out in California, <laughs> on the assumption there are these regional sports networks. I'm sure there are Dodgers, Angels, yeah. whatnot. Uh, and oh, jump yeah, in. Yeah, and, they all have those deals. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're everywhere. Yeah, why not? Why, why not? Why not put it on all those baseball stations out there for sure? Yeah, it, it would be beautiful. Uh, but and what's going to happen to that Pac-12 network, John? That's that's all over the the uh, West and the Northwest and Arizona and whatever. So what's going to happen to that network now that you just have the four teams? But like you said, why not? Tie yourself to the baseball networks out there. I'm sure they're looking for content. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, it would just seem like a a smart way to go. And, you know, given the time differences and everything, these are uphill battles that Pac-12 schools have faced for years. It's not going to change. Nobody's changing the time zones anytime soon. And But, you know, we all know that, you know, I can't – I've talked often on the show of how I'll tune in at 10 p.m. on a Saturday night to watch Pac-12 games, especially if it's USC, UCLA, oh, yeah. or Oregon. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah it's automatic. It yeah. Are you yeah. checking out the first half? Absolutely. Yeah. I've been doing it for years. We all have. Every, all college football fans. Checking it out. Do that. John, do you think that the reason, one of the reasons that they couldn't get a huge TV contract was because the Pac-12 was not winning enough. Do you? Do you? Is that a viable reason for them not having a contract? Because USC was not at the forefront. You had what Oregon was in that first championship game against Ohio State. And right, then, we were there. Uh, since they had the, since they had the four teams, it's just Washington, right? Just Washington. Washington's the only other one that has made the college football playoff, the Final Four, as it were. That that I can remember off the top of my head, and of course the Oregon yeah. Ohio State game, so, I was there at that game, <laughs> yeah. so I remember yeah, it well. Or, yeah, and that yeah, was the Oregon first one ever in uh, Washington. See, do you think the winning was the issue? You, because people would watch UCLA and USC for years, and then Washington started having them enter the picture in the. Uh, Correct. You know, they had the Rose Bowl team. They had a Rose Bowl team way back in 77, actually. I remember sure. that. Was Absolutely. Don James. And then they had the championship, you know, with Don James, 90, 91, whatever that was exactly. And then Oregon was having good football teams. And USC, we know. And UCLA at times was up there near near the number one or two spot. 
when they got upset. And then Stanford, uh, Arizona State's played in the Rose Bowl. Every team's played in the Rose Bowl, I believe, uh, at one point, except Arizona. Hmm. Uh, University of Arizona, Tucson. Yeah, I don't think Colorado's played in the Rose Bowl when they joined the Pac-12. Utah is definitely playing the Rose Bowl. But every other team, even Washington State, played in the Rose Bowl. Right. Exactly. No, it's a very good point, AP. But, you know, they weren't making the college football playoff. Clearly it had. It's a factor. I I think we can safely say that. But uh, AP, hard to believe we're at the end of our second segment together. So why don't we take our final break and still a few more things to get to on the other side. So don't go anywhere. told me voice america is on twitter follow us at voice america trn millions of people do not have children around the world becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures families and friendships Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the third and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality and who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And my pick of the week for appointment viewing is Tampa Bay Bucks at New York Jets this Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Will we see Aaron Rodgers in uniform? Uh, in a Jets uniform. Uh, how odd is that going to be? <laughs> um but AP uh, should be interesting. And Aaron Rodgers, he played his college football at Cal, right? Correct. Yeah, came out yeah. of junior college, yes. Right. Speaking of Cal, we've been talking about the current state of affairs with California and Stanford. 
but AP, why don't we get back to the poll uh, that was just released today? And uh, boy, it, it's so interesting. I mean, again, top five is Georgia, Michigan, I believe, uh, yeah. Ohio State, Alabama, and LSU, number six, USC, number seven, Penn State, which pleased me greatly. Been hearing good things out of uh, about. Penn State's season coming up, a lot of optimism, but AP, you know, that out of the top seven, that means three Big Ten teams, three SEC teams, and USC. Um, and a year or two from now, it would be four Big Ten teams because, as we know, USC's headed to the Big Ten along with UCLA. Um, yeah. Go right ahead. Yeah, John. Yeah, John. They have. Uh, I'm I'm looking at the coaches' poll. So you have Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Tennessee. Four SEC teams, top ten. You have Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State out of the Big Ten. You have USC. Then John, how about Florida State, number eight, Clemson, number nine? That hasn't happened in a while. I think in the preseason. That has not, especially Florida State. Uh, obviously, they're currently yeah. in the ACC. You have to use the word currently these days. <laughs> and, uh, right. And, right. And, and yeah, wow. I, I didn't know that. Florida State has been, shall we say, heading in the right direction uh, towards yeah. their former glory yeah. here in the last couple of years. And they're playing in some exciting games with a couple exciting victories that, you know, memorable in recent years. So, yeah. I'm not shocked, but I I didn't realize they had climbed that far that quickly to be in the top 10. Right. They open up with LSU and Orlando, neutral side game on a Sunday evening. And uh, so that would be a good ball game. We know that was a one-pointer last year because LSU, they looked dazzled the the first, I mean, you know, delirious the first time they came out in Brian Kelly's uh, first game with the head coach at LSU, and they didn't get their rhythm until later on. And then Florida State held on and preserved uh, with that one-point victory. LSU missed the extra point to tie the exactly. ball. Exactly. We don't know what happened in overtime. But, but John, a few things I'd like to bring up about this poll, Kansas State, once again, Kansas State in that top 25. I mean, that's a program, not a lot of – you know, I mean, they have Big 12 resources, but uh, – uh, they, they're nowhere near the size of Texas and Oklahoma. And then you look at TCU's in there again, okay? Yep. And then we have the Cotton Bowl champion, Tulane, at number 23. TCU 16, Kansas State 17. So we have these programs, Texas Tech, number 24. So we have these programs that you don't think of maybe being ranked in the top 25. But if you get the right leadership, I tell people all the time, it's the leadership at the top. If yep. you, you have any type of resources, and you get the right leader, you could be in the mix for being a bowl team every year and being ranked in the top 25 and maybe on the fringe of the top 10. Absolutely. Well said, AP. Yeah, it's uh, Tulane. I mean, we're fans because we're fans of the American and Mike Oresco, the commissioner. Yes. And it's nice to see Tulane. They beat USC, let's not forget, last year in the Cotton Bowl, right, I believe? Yes, Greatest yes. victory, I think, of all time for that yeah. school. Absolutely, the Green Wave. Heisman and, Trophy uh, winner on the other side. Let's let's remember the Heisman Trophy winners on the other side. Correct, Caleb Williams, no doubt about it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, no, it's great to see Texas Tech. Uh, you know, I remember uh, when they were having their run. Uh, 
you know, with Mike Leach, uh, and you know, the air raid offense, and I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is happy. That's where he played his college ball. And, uh, but yeah, so it's nice to see them back in the mix, um, in the top 25. Uh, so yeah, Kansas state, uh, was it Bill Snyder? He's no longer the coach, right? But he was there for years and, and right. built just a great yeah, program for years. Right, built that program and uh, had some success. They had some success, John. Way back, it would have been the late 60s, early 70s. Remember when they had the quarterback with the white shoes? It was a David, what was his name? I forgot. Uh, was it Doug? Was, what, did Bobby Douglas go there? Bobby Douglas, Bobby Douglas Kansas, big left-hander Kansas. from Kansas. The left-hander, yeah. right, uh, okay. Kansas State had that, uh, I believe it was the quarterback, was his name Doug Dickey or no? Yeah, that rings of golf. The coach, there was a coach, uh, Dickey, was at Tennessee and Florida, or, uh, was at uh, Tennessee, I believe, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but the quarterback, wore the, wore, was it David, was it Dave? I forgot his name. Not Michael Bishop, was wore it? the white shoes as well. Was it Michael Bishop? No, no, he was a good quarterback too. That was during the Bill Snyder era. Okay, okay, because he came to the Patriots, yeah. and uh, yes, just as did. an aside, you know, he was a running quarterback, and he had a lot of excitement when he came to the Patriots. I'll never forget it. Uh, it was back, uh, I think, either under Parcells or the early years of Belichick, and everybody. His name was came up this week after Malik Cunningham. Uh, of Louisville had, had a great uh, drive culminating in him scoring a touchdown, I believe, running. Uh, so a lot of excitement in New England suddenly for Malik Cunningham as a result of last Thursday night's game up here at Gillette Stadium. Yes. Yeah, Malik uh, yeah, Cunningham, he's from Alabama, Montgomery. Uh, John, that mm. was Lynn Dickey. I'm sorry, Lynn Dickey, Green Bay Lynn Packers, Dickey. Kansas State. Yeah. Right, there you go. Lynn Dickey. Sure, I remember that name. I knew, yeah, we I, all I knew do. it wasn't Doug because I know he was AD. and he put, Doug Dickey was a college football player, but he was a AD and coach in Tennessee. Yeah, but Lynn Dickey. Correct. Lynn Dickey, sure. That, so he the, was a big name back in the day, yeah. for sure. Yeah, he was a big name. Yeah, so they had some success then, and then it wasn't until Bill Snyder arrived and re, re, uh, revived the program. And then a couple of coaches later, now they're in the Sugar Bowl. They played Alabama last year in the Sugar Bowl, so they won the Big 12 over the TCU team that went to the championship game. So uh, we have to remember, Oklahoma and Texas come into the Southeastern Conference, they didn't even get, win the championship the last couple of years of that conference. Let's not forget. Right, right. No, AP, they, they, you know, these conferences have all had, you know, they have their powers, and then they have these other teams, you know, with excellent programs that, you, you know, uh, every now and again, you know, show up in the national, uh, you know, national rankings and, and the national picture. So that's what makes that. That's what we love about college football, uh, to say the least. Uh, but AP, it's hard to believe we're here quickly at the end of our show. And, uh, and I just want to call you as always, uh, thank you for calling in and, uh, providing us your, your perspective. It's, we're, we're, we're close, AP. College football is right around the corner now. It's official. Yeah, we sure are. Yeah, thank you so much, Sean. Really appreciate it. 
and thank you. And yeah, you had mentioned that Sunday night LSU game, and that's going to be the Sunday night of Labor Day weekend from Orlando, uh, Florida State and LSU. That's going to be a good one. But AP, we can't wait. We're practically uh, we're practically there. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. 